0: Hey, my friends, this is Frank Shelton, excited to deliver another leadership lesson today. We're on podcast Leadership 109. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week, I want to encourage you to listen to Leadership 108, I entitled it Big Platforms. You know, today, I think wrongfully we base our success on the size of the stage or crowd when really it's just going to work, showing up on time and willing to give your all whether you get fanfare or not. It was the great Cal Ripken who said that just showing up to the game, showing up to work uh, is half of success. I mean, he wouldn't have had 3000 plus consecutive games with the streak. It broke Major League Baseball's record if he was Cavalier or hit or miss or never showed up on time. Again, winners never quit quitters never win. I meant to say this in leadership when I wait about the big platform. I also want to remind you, I've met some people respectfully who have big platforms but are actually small people. And I'm not talking height. I'm talking humility or lack thereof. And they don't honor others. Um, it's kind of disappointing. You know, there have been times I sat in the top row of a 10,000 seat convention center and see this person get out, it looked like an ant, bring the house down and thought they were larger than life, even though they looked small. What really caught my attention is not that they could hold a crowd in the palm of their hand, but a year later, I was in a city visiting a friend in the hospital and the same person that mesmerized me, who looked small then, but big when the speech was over, they walked into a room with just one other family member and myself Seeing the same friend and the man that knocked the ball out of the park to 10,000 never looked bigger to me when he paused to minister or show compassion to someone literally when they were on their back. And I want to encourage you as we're chasing success, and, and that's a terrible statement, maybe we need to redefine what success really is. Personally, I believe it's faith, family, friends integrity, legacy, loyalty. And when you realize what success really is, it probably takes a lot of pressure off your shoulders. But if you aren't willing to serve when nobody's looking, you're not gonna be any good if you got a microphone when everybody's watching. Because in business or politics or whatever profession you're in, the goal should not be to be seen. It may be that the message be heard and the mission is enlarged and we're all better for it. I just wanna talk to you about doing the little things big. December, 2018, I spent three days in a staff meeting. I was with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. What an honor it was to serve as state coordinator for DC, Maryland, and Delaware for four and a half, five years. Um, I was in India when Billy Graham died. I flew home to pay my respects at the U.S. Capitol and then did 10 of Franklin Graham's 50 State Decision America tours. Will Graham is a dear friend and someone I admire greatly. The whole organization is the best of the best, top-notch, pure class, nothing but integrity, and they have a heart for humanity between Samaritan's Purse and their evangelistic crusades are still going strong. I want to just share this. I just spent 72 hours in a staff meeting with them at the headquarters in Charlotte. I'm at the Charlotte Douglas Airport flying on a one-hour flight that I've been on many times from Charlotte to Washington, and I'm on American Airlines. They paid for the flight, and I love American. I often fly Southwest, but that day was American. I'm sitting at a packed gate, standing room only, and I'm running on empty. Number two, as a leader, someone once said, if you have to tell someone who you are, You're probably not that big of a deal. And then, three, I was just wanting to sit down. I'm sitting there, and an African American female is coming towards me. And in my spirit, my parents raised me well. I heard the voice get up and give her your seat. Now, you remember the cartoon you got an angel on one shoulder, you got the cartoon red devil with the pitchfork on the other, and they're going back and forth. And, um, the devil was like, well, we've already done Rosa Parks. That was 2.0. You don't have to give up your seat. And you know what? If it was good, then it's good now. And I wasn't trying to be seen. Then Satan's teasing me. Hey, if you get up, you're going to try to look holier than thou. What are you trying to get extra credit? And it was none of that. I just heard, get up and give your seat. I didn't know who she was. She's coming towards me. Fortunately, I did the right thing. I said, hello, ma'am, you're welcome to have my seat. As soon as I said that, the guy next to me leaves Maybe you need to go to the restroom. Maybe you need to get a drink. I take it that you can't outgive God. God told me to give up my seat. I end up getting my seat back and I'm making a friend in the process. It's a win-win. I'm sitting down. I'm a communicator. I like to talk, but I'm learning to listen. There's the old adage, God gave you two ears, one mouth. Why? We need to do twice as much listening as talking. So I let her begin to talk and I'm hearing her out. I'm hearing her story. And um, I was just listening. I believe you are loving when you're listening. No one likes to talk to a wall or they ask you your opinion and then they're not even paying attention. They get up and leave. We're all guilty of it. More than ever, we need to be focused and faithful and then we'll be friendly. She's telling me her story and then she goes, she mentions a guy named Chuck Colson. And I remember thinking to myself, how would this African-American know who a white Chuck Colson, who served in the President Richard Nixon White House, how would she know him unless she'd been to prison? Chuck Colson was arrested during the Watergate thing, did not know the Lord, served hard time, got saved in prison, and founded one of the greatest prison ministries of all time. Matter of fact, I was honored before he passed to go to his 75th birthday party in Ashburn, Virginia, and got a picture with Chuck Colson. So she told me that she had spent 22 years in prison. Now I know why we're sitting side by side. She then says she met the Lord in prison. And then we had church in Charlotte Airport. She's black. I'm white. She's a female. I'm a male. But we were both connected because of Christ. She may be black. I may be white, but we both bleed red. And she was talking. And then she looked at me and She said she had just come back from California. She told me she was in Beverly Hills and I'm thinking, wow, she's on a roll. She'd been in prison for two decades. Now she's at Beverly Hills. Now she's in Charlotte and now she's on a flight with me to Washington. She says, I'm the woman that Kim Kardashian last year flew from Beverly Hills to Washington to the White House in the Oval with Donald Trump and the two of them with prison reform the president made a call and got me out of prison. I about fell out of my chair. I'm Baptist and I almost turned up Pentecostal. And then she said she was just on Kim and Kardashian show, keeping up with the Kardashian. She was sharing about Kanye West. She was saying how the little Kim's kids wanted to talk about was Jesus. And that inspired me. And then she said she was flying to Washington and, uh, we exchanged numbers and, uh, We took a picture down by the baggage claim. I gave her a hug, told her God was proud of her. And I got a call from her about a week or two later. And we connected a couple times. And then in January, 1st of February, I'm on the couch watching the State of the Union with my wife. And I got the remote control in my hand. And then President Trump says, with the world watching, I want to highlight my friend, Alice Marie Johnson, who just got out of prison. The place went crazy. My Wife Ruth hits me in the rib. Said that's the woman you gave up your seat for. I couldn't believe it. We're having a shout match. Just so proud of her. And now she had been with the Kardashians. and Now she's with Donald Trump. We called up again. And then uh, just in 15 days, I spoke in about 10 states. I'd spoken Pennsylvania. I'd spoken Hartford, Connecticut. I was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was in Wilmington, Delaware. I was in Dallas, Texas. I was in Maryland. I was in Manassas, Virginia. I was on Capitol Hill. I mean, we were hitting the ground hard. I just spoke in Knoxville, Tennessee. I had spoken at the New York City, at the United Nations. I'd come back, and then I'm on a train from Union Station, Washington, on a Monday to to go back to Manhattan by myself, and I'm speaking Monday night, Tuesday night at an all-black church in Brooklyn, New York. As I'm getting ready to board the uh, train Amtrak from Washington, I uh f- see my cell phone rings and it says Alice Marie Johnson and I answered and I said, "Hey sweetheart, how you doing?" She said, "I can't believe you picked up the phone." I said, "You're a legend." I said, "What what are you doing?" She said, "Frank, I woke up early this morning. My new book's coming out May 28th. It's called Afterlife. I personally." believe it's going to become a New York Times bestseller. And with her track record lately, I'm convinced it will. She said, you know, Kim Kardashian's wrote in the Ford And I said, yeah, you told me. She said, well, you were willing to give up your seat. She goes, Frank, I feel like I'm supposed to ask you, would you graciously write another endorsement that will be featured in the front of the book in every bookstore in America when my book comes out May 28th? And I almost fell off the track of the train and then I realized by God's grace, I was on the right track, but I was also on the right train because I'm telling you, if you try to help others only to get something in return, you're missing it. That's not leadership. But if you're willing to bless others because it's the right thing to do, you can't out God. Just like I was willing to give up my seat, I still got a seat and I kept a friend. I had no idea. That a small act of kindness and generosity would touch her in such a profound way. Nor did I think she was connected with a sitting U.S. president, with a Kardashian, be honored at the State of the Union. She just got an award in New York City, and now she's looking at birthing a book. It's her life story that's going to be a game changer for some and a life changer for others. And now... She is wanting to take me along the way for the ride. So, all I can say is, thank you, Jesus. But at the same time, I'm telling you, when you hear that still small voice, open a door for others. Maybe give up your seat. Maybe buy a small cup of coffee for someone. It's doing the little things big. And I'm telling you, you can outgive God. Don't forget to visit our website, frankshelton.com. By the way, I'd love to come speak at your corporate event or church. Just recently, we've been working on a national initiative. I had a meeting in the front office with the Dallas Cowboys. And then the day before, we were at the Dallas Mavericks. We're reaching out to NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, and a host of others. But I'm telling you, leaders not only lead, leaders listen. And they love those whom they work with. How are you doing? And keep leading well.